welcome to the Living Enlightened podcast. I am Michelle from Michelle, our Price of Lightworker. And I'm Becca from Living uh, from Living Enlightened. I do it, I do it all the time. Every week, pretty much. Yep. yep. Every week. <laughs> from Living Enlightened with Michelle, our Price of Lightworker and Insightful Connections. <laughs> that was a lot of uh, that was a lot of titles, a lot of uh, a lot of words, a lot of things going on there, Rebecca. <laughs> Uh, welcome to the podcast. So um, Beck and I are here again today just to have a chat about something different. Um, I am doing some shuffling here. You can probably hear that. But um, I am going to do a card draw today, Rebecca. So hopefully giving the listener at home and yourself and myself a little bit of um, guidance maybe. Perfect. We always like to give some tips and tricks. Yeah. Um, and today we're going to be talking about, look, I, I talked about this last week, but um, we will be talking about sort of premonitions, which is, you know, psychic, which is seeing ahead, um, all of those things. But I did sort of label it children and premonitions just because of uh, one of the readings that I did, which is very interesting. But um, generally speaking, we're going to be talking about, you know, premonitions, sort of seeing ahead, uh, better deja vu and things like that. So um, that's what we'll be talking about this week. But um, children and premonitions is what I have called this episode. Anyway, um, Beck, what's been happening with you? Anything interesting? Anything interesting? I have been attending a course which I'm doing every Thursday night for six weeks. Wow, that's cool. After hours, and actually, it's it's at that building that I have posted a picture of. Oh, the listener at home won't be able to um, see that, but Beck did post a picture of a building. Yep, yep. So you'll be able, you'll be able to see it on the in the show notes, I think, perhaps. We'll put them up there for you. But um, so the course I'm, I'm doing is just sort of because um, a lot of the work that I want to be doing is around children and helping them move forward from situations and people move forward from situations. So it's kind of like tuning into to kids and, and to teens, which is very um, exciting and just their you know emotional needs and, and where they're at and and helping to be able to communicate with them better that's beautiful I love that um, how long does it go for uh, it's a couple of hours every Thursday night at the moment which oh, okay so ongoing so Thursday's a big day for me now <laughs> yeah yeah because you, really you don't work day. on Thursday you don't work on Thursday though but you've got the kids and everything else I do work Thursdays oh you do as well every Thursday yeah so wow that is a lot I go from there and then we've got after school appointments and then I go from that to the course wow and then from there come home make sure they're all tucked into bed and all settled and then off I go to work and then I come home again and golly and but you Friday. wouldn't do it if you didn't really want to and do it Friday. that's the thing that's right that's yeah. exactly right you love it exactly right and, and you know the opportunity came up thank you universe um mm. so why not mm-hmm. why not fantastic love that what a great thing to do what about yourself, Michelle? What have you been up to? Uh, well, I was talking to you about this sort of briefly, but I did put up a little post on my Facebook page about this awesome reading I did for a girl um, who I went to school with. She's a school friend of mine. So I've known her for, uh, God, how many years? <laughs> a long time, over 30 years probably. And uh, probably even, mm, what am I, 46? Yeah, it's over 30 years is a good guess. Um, but, yeah, she. it turns out she's got a family history of um, linked to Downton Abbey. So not Downton Abbey, but that's the TV show. But High Clear Castle, um, which is actually where Downton Abbey is filmed. Um, her family used to live there. So I didn't know any of this, but there was just a couple of family members that came through. Just in a, She just had a healing with me. She wasn't really expecting anything, anything weird to come up. 
Um, Because she's had healings before with Reiki practitioners and not all of us um, do that. You know, not all of us are psychic or, you know, mediums. And so she wasn't expecting it, but her grandma came through and it was when I was holding her left hand and I was sort of looking at a wedding band a lot. And I was like, oh, it's really pretty. It was just like a regular gold wedding band, but my eyes kept going to it. You know, that feeling when you're, you know, doing a reading or something, but I was holding a hand and I was just doing healing. But, um, and then I realized her grandma was next to me and her grandma was like, it's grandma something, you know, grandma something. And so she gave me a bit of info and later Peter confirmed that that wedding band on her finger was her grandma's ring. So that's why I think that her grandma came through as soon as I grabbed that hand. But then I had this other dude next to me, which turned out to be her granddad, um, Frank, or whatever it was. I put it up on my page, can't remember now. But yeah, her granddad. And so he actually worked for Lord Carnarvon, which I didn't know anything about. But Peter's telling me this all afterwards. But anyway, the granddad showed me um, the house, you know, his house was destroyed, you know, bombed. He went to Cairo, you know, traveled all around the world, um, fought in war. And uh, she confirmed when I said about the house, she knew who it was. She said, that's my granddad, whatever his name was, because, and I put up photos on my page and stuff if you want to check it out. But um, yeah, he he had his house bombed uh, during wartime and basically lost everything. So as soon as I said that, she knew that that was him. Anyway, he worked for Lord Carnarvon. And um, so all the family, his family, immediate family was moved into uh, Highclere Castle, which is where Downton Abbey is filmed. And um, her auntie and grandma used to collect uh, duck eggs for a living. So they made money um, when they're growing up there, collecting duck eggs, they get cash for that. So, cause they cook them up and um, in the kitchen. So yeah, just a really interesting story. Peter's mum celebrated her 70th birthday there. I was like, wow, you know, but what was really interesting is um, I didn't know this, but Lord Carnarvon discovered Tutankhamun's um, tomb. So I was shown in the next, not actually in her healing, but in the following healing, I was standing there and I was um, all of a sudden I had a, what looked like a sarcophagus in front of me with the painting of the person that would have been buried inside of it. And I thought, oh my gosh. And so I just wrote Egypt mummy casket because I couldn't remember the word like sarcophagus or tomb. <laughs> so I put that down, but he actually discovered, Lord Carnarvon discovered the, um, the tomb, which has all the relics and all the history and all the, you know, objects in there. So he actually took a lot of them back to that castle because that was his home. He took a lot of them to the castle. So those, I don't know if the relics are still there, um, but that's Peter's family was able to see them. He'd bring them home and show the children. He would just carry in Egyptian relics that were thousands of years old. And the kids are all like, wow, look at this. This is amazing. And these are the kinds of things you'd see in a museum now. And I know in um, Tasmania, we went to Tassie and they've got that um, Goma. No, it's not Goma. Whatever that museum is down there. Uh, we went there, Jason and I, and they've got a lot of relics there. So they may have been, you know, from him. Um, but yeah, it was weird because I saw that. And then I didn't tell my client at the time because I thought, oh, I don't know if this is relevant to her. And then later Peter said, oh, look, Narvin and, you know, um, the Egyptian thing. And I was like, oh, that makes sense. So it all sort of matched up. And I just thought, how exciting is that? So I put up a post because I thought that's really cool. And I mentioned before I had a lot of army themes and he was in the war. He showed me his um, uniform and his medals and all of that. So she knew that it was definitely that one that I was talking about. Um, anyway, I've got a card here. It's fun, isn't it? Uh, I've got a card here. I thought I'll do past lives because that seems to have been the theme um, for that, you know, past week or two where I've been doing a lot of past lives. So the card that came out was unrequited love. Now, this isn't fun. This isn't something that any of us uh, want, you know, certainly in a relationship, but, you know, it, it's not uncommon. You know, many of us have had that experience where we've had a crush on someone that didn't feel the same way. And we've had a heartbroken. And I guess, you know, sometimes it can be like a parent, you know, sometimes you've got a parent that you feel, you know, doesn't really care for you enough or love you enough or give you the reassurance or the encouragement that you need. Um, and I guess that can be sort of unrequited because it's sort of unequal, you know, feeling that I'm not getting back what I'm putting in um, to a relationship. 
So I feel like this actually relates um, really well because we are sort of looking at this um, child-like aspect today, but it is when those feelings aren't sort of reciprocated, you know, they're not sort of given back to you in the same way. So this affects us as we go through life. You know, we might choose the wrong person, you know, in a relationship. And, you know, that does come often from a past life, maybe sometimes a past um, experience with a um, romance that didn't go the way that we expected. And I guess it can also lead to that, you know, addiction or addictive sort of thing where you um, end up being, you know, obsessed with somebody. And those feelings aren't um, returned because you're really trying to get the um, connection that you uh, are chasing. So, um, that's a card that's popped up today. And that obviously can lead to things like jealousy and not nice feelings. So um, having a think about relationships, are they equal? Are we trying too hard? You know, maybe we're trying to fix and, you know, try and make it work. It's almost fitting a square peg into a round hole. Sometimes it just doesn't fit. So I guess pushing we, for equality. Are we giving too much of our love away instead of keeping some for ourselves? Exactly. Yeah, good question. So that's our card for, uh, for today, Beck. So, yeah. Shall I jump in? Absolutely. Hmm. So um, I want to start with saying, because we're talking about pronitions, mm -hmm. and I actually didn't realize until I started doing this for a living, my brother, who's 11 years older than me, was like, oh, um, yeah, I see ahead. I, I see five to 10 years ahead. I have dreams, premonitions of the future, blah, blah, blah. He's never told me that in his entire life, and it wasn't until I started doing this full time that he actually rang me and was like, oh, yeah, I have premonitions and, you know, blah, 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 I had my whole life. And I'm like, what? I didn't know that. That's insane. So, yeah, he only came clean because he realized, I guess he didn't realize I was doing this sort of thing. I never really talked to him about it. So when he saw that I was, you know, doing this for a living, um, that's when he decided to tell me. But we've had it in my family. My dad uh, sees ahead. You know, he's very connected to me where we come into the same dreams together. Mum has premonitions. She's very psychic. And she would never say it. Like, she would never admit it or talk about it. But definitely she is. And, um, you know, so I just feel like it sort of runs in the family sometimes, um, especially with my brother as well, because he's mum's son. So, but it's on both sides, you know, because dad is really psychic as well and can come into my dreams often. So uh, very lucid dreams. It's that sort of lucid dreaming thing. But um, yeah, mum's been having some dreams about sort of dad recently. Um, and she's worried about, you know, him dying. They're in their seventies um, and she's been having some nightmares. And dad actually rang me and said, I think we need to come and have a talk because um, mum's really worried, you know, so, and I, I trust that, you know, because I've seen something, I like, you know, what she's been seeing. So I think that we can kind of confirm and we're all mortal, you know, ultimately, you know, we all have a, a time limit. So, um, you know, they're taking it seriously and they're sort of um, putting everything in order and they're actually getting rid of a lot of their stuff around the home and downsizing a little bit. So, um, yeah, you know, I guess it's something that sometimes we get a heads up about and other times we don't. But, um, you know, and of course, I read for that little boy recently, um, well, little boy, he's like 15 or something. Um, he's a little boy, but uh, he'd be very offended by that. But um, yeah, he sort of saw his death, you know, but what I sort of said to his family um, is that really, this is a heads up, you know what, you can actually change this. It doesn't mean that it's going to happen. It doesn't mean it has to happen. You're being given a heads up, you're being saved here. So just make some changes. Don't go to that location um, in that uh, time frame, and you're going to be fine, you know? So that's why, I mean, if we weren't given a heads up, that would have been a different story. But if I feel like if you get a heads up about any of those things, and certainly even with my father, you know, he can make some health changes and he has, he went on a CSIRO diet and he's lost um, a lot of weight, you know, heaps and heaps of weight. So I think that's awesome, you know, so onwards and upwards and uh, he's looking really good. So we can definitely, you know, change things. And I think getting out of journalism was a good one for me because I feel a hell of a lot healthier and I'm not sitting in that adrenal fatigue anymore either. 
I um, had to pick up my youngest girl from school one afternoon recently and took her to mm-hmm. pick up, you know, one of my other children. Um, so it started to rain lightly and she said, I knew it would rain. Yeah. I knew it would rain. And it just sort of came out from, from nowhere. It was like, you know how you get the, like the sun showers? Yeah. Yeah. So it, just Unexpected. Sort of, it wasn't expected. Absolutely. Absolutely. And she's like, I knew it would rain. So we pull into the car park and as we walk to the building, um, my little girl says, you know, I had a dream about this place, except it was all round and there were like bridges to areas. Um, she, <laughs> she said she'd been there before. And I said, well, who, who did you come here with? Because it was just really strange that the building itself, why would she need to be going mm. there? And she said, um, you. And it, and it was, and it was, it was, it was to pick up my brother and it was raining. She then said, but it was round and there were bridges coming, you know, sort of, you know, I said to her, bridges going across from it. And she, she then turned around and she said that, you know, I said to her, you, you may be a bit surprised when you get inside because I had been inside this building myself before. So we got inside mm-hmm. the building. Its core is a lift that goes from floor to floor and each floor floor is sort of circular it's like this circular round platform and the walls are all curved and as you walk up the curved steps it sort of comes around and round and round on the outs on the um <clears throat> interior there to each level there's this platform the round floor and then the walkways kind of tunnel off at points which lead to more of the building in different sections so my little one was standing there with her eyes wide open a big smile and she said I dreamt of this place how did I do that <laughs> It was amazing. Amazing. It's like she was just so excited. I've actually posted a picture of that building Mm. in the show notes there. So that was that was the building. That was the building. Now I understand what that building was about because it is very spacey looking. It's very space age. Yeah. Mm. And very grey, very concrete. Very. Um, Me is amazing. There's a lot. There's a lot in there. A lot. Mm. Yeah. The kids. Um. The kids. How old's your daughter? The one that you're talking about? Uh, she's nine. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? That 9 to 11, I find the the psychic abilities are really interesting, like really developed, like quite developed. And it seems to be within that age bracket because I see a lot of kids in that age bracket. And the little boy that I was just thinking about, um, Leo, who I've mentioned, I think, to you before, um, he was 12 when I met him, but he knew all his past lives. He was like, when I was a husband, when I was a man, I had children, I had a wife, she looked like this, we did this for a living, this is my job. He knew everything. He knew the countries he'd lived in, like, and he was actually, it turns out, um, his uncle reincarnated. So his mum's brother had passed before he was conceived and he'd been reborn as her son. So we figured it out because um, he remembered all of um, her brother's different houses and things like that. And he was like, that's my driveway. That's where my house was. And his mum was like, you didn't live there. What are you talking about? Like you're my brother, you know, it's my brother's house or whatever. And he'd never been there. She'd never taken him there, but he'd go past and be like, that was my driveway. That was my house. And he would describe the house. Like he was like, I lived there. I lived there, you know? And his mum didn't know what to do. That's why she called me. But it's so interesting, isn't it? Like he he would say, he would talk and you would you would go there with him. He would go, when I was a husband, my name was this and I wore these clothes and I could see it. I could literally see it in front of me. It was amazing. The pictures he painted and you know that they were actually there. And it reminded me a lot of surviving death. And I've written a note here to put that into the show notes. Netflix, if you haven't seen it, amazing. part of me, amazing. Uh, episode seven, I think, is the kids. Um, but it goes into trans mediumship and just really interesting different things, different parts of... Um, you know, the spiritual gifts that we all have. 
So that was a really great example, but also, you know, and I've been dreaming about past lives since I was a kid. So I've sort of seen a lot of mine and um, that's great because, you know, when I'm doing readings, sometimes one of them will come up and I know that it's relevant to the person that I'm reading for. Um, so spirit can kind of use that to prompt you. But also, you know, when I started my radio career, my first ever job in radio was in Charleville, which is 10 hours west of Brisbane. And I saw it in a dream. I was trying to decide if I was going to go or not, you know, it's such a long way. And I didn't know anyone there. It's very, very hot in Charleville. It gets up to about 45 degrees in summer, uh, 45 to 50. And it's very dry heat. Um, so you have to use like not a normal air conditioner. Air conditioners don't work. It's too dry. So you actually need to use like a, one of those humidifier type things with the condensation. You use water in them. So yeah, because it's such a dry place. And then it gets really, really cold in winter and it can actually get sleet and, you know, ice on everything. So it's very extreme. So I was really, you know, not sure about whether I was going to go there. So, you know, I, I ended up having this dream and I had my little roller skates on. And I remember putting, I had one skate on and I was putting the other one on. And I remember my family saying to me, mum and dad were there and a lot of my friends. And they were like, we can't go with you, but we're going to see you afterwards. So it's going to be fine. And I was really upset about that, but I was like, okay, I've got to do this thing. So I just knew from that point I had to do it. So here I am skating, <laughs> skating down this road. And it was like red dirt and kangaroos and just nothing, you know, and it was so flat and straight. You could see the horizon. And I was like, my God. And when I um, got in my car, because I accepted the job, when I got in my car and I was driving there, all of a sudden I just had this really insane feeling of deja vu. And I was looking around and I thought, oh my God, this was the road. This is where I go highway. So that's what I was roller skating down. And the skates are always a comfort for me. You know, they're always a sign that I need to do that thing, whatever that thing is. And um, so I had that reassurance and I ended up being there three months and then I got picked up and I went back to Bundaberg and that's where my family and friends were, you know, and Brisbane as well. But it was three months, you know, it was nothing, but I took the risk and I did it, you know, and it was really, really scary for me because I was only 23 at the time. So it was a really long way to go, um, but it paid off, you know, so I've always sort of had that my whole life really uh, is dreams. When I'm trying to make a big decision, I'll have a dream about it. And it pretty much answers a question for me. So, um, you know, that's um, pretty handy, Rebecca. It is pretty handy. Yeah. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. I, on the other hand, had um, an incident. I think I've spoken about this before, so I won't go too much into it. <clears throat> well, when I was a young girl and, and interesting that you say the, the age group there between sort of, you know, nine and, and 12, mm. 11 years oh, old. Yeah, yeah. Because I was around that age. <clears throat> and it was, I had to get on a coach to go and meet my sister who was in another part of Australia a few hours away. And rather than having, you know, mum drive me all the way there and then drive all the way back or, you know, vice versa, they were going to put me on this coach. And, and I was fine with it at first. And I sort of went away and I just got overwhelmed. Like I was so emotional and I just couldn't do it. And I said to mum, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to. Turned out um, after I, you know, mum ended up driving me halfway and then this other person picked me up halfway and then I was where I needed to be. Um, <clears throat> but turned out that that coach had been in a car, had been in an accident, a vehicle accident um, on that run. And wow. a few people had, had actually passed away in that. Wow. So, and, and I wasn't aware of that until mum sort of rang me and she's like, why did you not want to get on there? I sort of had a really bad feeling, didn't want to do it. And then, you know, mm. she had seen it on the news and she had been called because they'd pre-purchased my ticket. Wow. And they thought you um, might be on like, there. Yeah. They thought, you know, just wanted to confirm that she was not on this, on this, on this coach because, mm. you know, she was booked in. We just want to make sure that she did not actually get in there. We had the ticket, had the sale, didn't have her, can't find her. Is she with you? 
mum was like, yep, it's all good. So that's when she rang me and she's like, oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you got to trust those feelings, so, hey? You really have to trust those that feelings. Age. Yeah. Around that age. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think I remember also being told um, one of my other, one of my other children when they were younger, um, to speak to, to someone, mm-hmm. to someone have a chat to them all the time and and they would see this this person or they would talk about this or they'd say this and they'd say that and um I actually spoke to a friend of mine I think his name was Wayne fam through family um family friend and um he was saying that you know once they start school they're very in tune up until a certain age and then once they start school a lot of the time it will sort of dissipate because the head gets caught up with all the activities and all the people and all the emotions and everything else that's going on there. Um, so, and I had, um, you know, lots of things coming through there. It was like um, at that time that that my daughter was seeing this this young man and he was sort of like surfy looking, what have you. Um, there were bats coming through the house too. Bats. Yeah, bats in I'd, the I'd house. Wake up, no, not real bats in my house, but I would wake oh. up and I would see like um, spirit bats, I guess, like what? fly through the house. It was amazing. What it are they significant amazing. of, Beck? What do they well, mean? They, they were actually, I feel, attached to um, um, this person, and I felt like he was a bit of an explorer. He was a teenager, an older teenager, um, sort of like adventurous surfing caving that sort of thing and and it was a, a case of releasing him from that from the area isn't that interesting it was, it was funny I remember just sort of getting up and, and almost dodging because it was like there's what was the back doing you thought inside? they were really there I thought they were really there but what really messed with me is I went out the back of that same house uh would have been a week or so later Mm-hmm. and there was an actual bat outside that the dog was barking at. Wow. <laughs> yeah, so that, like, you, can't really that. <laughs> you can't ignore that. I mean, that's definitely yeah. that's yeah. definitely a sign. I mean, no, that was definitely a sign. Yeah. But, yeah, it's it's interesting that when they're younger, like really young, still very, very much connected to, to the energies, and then they come through this phase, and then they come back into it again where the energies sort of kick in for them to help them through kind of just before puberty, isn't it? Yeah. Totally, yeah. totally. But then the puberty part of that is very interesting too because that's when earthbounds are most attracted to the kids because they've got all this energy, crazy energy going on. So, but often that's probably what it is, you know, because it's like, oh, this is nice. And I've got my imaginary friend because it's always nice when they're little. Mm-hmm. And then if they have all the earthbounds coming in going, oh, you guys have so much like the hormones and everything going on. And then it becomes a lot and that can be really overwhelming, you know. I think that that's probably one of those things that makes them decide that they don't want to... um know about it you know anymore and that's actually a really good um segue into what I was going to say I've just moved my comments around because that's actually a really really good segue um but what I was going to say uh here is I actually did a reading for a psychic medium which is terrifying uh, whenever you do a reading for a psychic medium tell me and... about it try doing a reading for Michelle oh yeah <laughs> uh it's nerve-wracking isn't it Rebecca because I sit there and I'm like ah you know glaring at you and stuff just but you know what he said, <laughs> Bailey, Bailey's really cheeky. He, um, I read for his mum regularly and uh, she's got, she's the one that was handling that missing persons case. Remember that missing persons case in Western Australia with that young girl that was yep, murdered yep. years and years. Yeah. So she's that person. So Bailey used to do some insight, give her insight, insight into what happened to that young lady. 
So, and then it all kind of became too much for him. Anyway, I connected with him and I hadn't met him before, but I was like, oh, you know, hey, la, 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 how's it going? And I was like pretty high vibe because I've had lots of rescue remedy in my water. And I was like, yeah, you know, what's going on? And I'd been doing a few readings and I was like in my little zone. I was very happy. And I sort of sat down and I was like, hey, you know, what's going on? And he's just like, he was like this. He's got his arms crossed and he's like looking at me, you know, in this kind of like, you know, way. And he was like, good luck reading for me because no one can read for me. No one can connect to me. Everyone has a lot of trouble, la, la, la. And he was really like, really quite full of himself, I will say, Um, sitting there like this with his arms crossed. And I kind of, you know, it made me a little wobbly. I was a little bit wobbly. I was kind of going, what, what? Um, Because I was like, yeah, 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 vibing this and vibing that. And then I'm like, oh, that's a bit bit of a weird thing to say. Like, I I don't think I would ever go into a reading and sort of say that to someone. But anyway, um, that's your gig, that's your gig. And uh, anyway, I launched into into it and he's like. (laughs) Jaw dropped. (laughs) And his mum was there and he's like, shut up, mum, shut up, mum. Um, Because his mum's trying to like have a conversation as well. And she's like, yes, Michelle, yes, Michelle. And she's like confirming because he wasn't saying anything. He's just sitting there. And um, it was really, really funny because the uh, word uh, soothsayer came up and I'm like, I know the word, but I don't know what that is. But soothsayer is basically someone who see ahead. It's it's a premonition, a psychic, you know, someone who basically sees the future or predicts the future. So soothsayer came up and we both had to Google it afterwards. Um, but that's basically what he is. He sees ahead. He's a psychic. But the difference with him and me as well, because I said to him, Bailey, you and I are very different. This is when we got through all the, you know, amazing stuff. And he was just like, oh my, sh- my, my God, all right, you, you can do this. You can do this. That's great. <laughs> You've proven it. But, you know, because I talk about very personal things sometimes. And he's like, oh my God, my mom's here. Oh my God. Um, but anyway, he, um, we were talking and I said, you know, you're very different to me, mate. You're more John Edwards, um, where spirit kind of really was all around him. Like I was looking at him psychically and it was like, you know, he just had people all around him, Rebecca like all over him, you know, and it's wow. a lot, like it's a lot. I'm not a like lot that. Of energy for a young person. Yeah, a yeah. And energy is. for a big person. Yeah, exactly. And that's where you kind of, you learn your boundaries and how to, you know, uh, not allow them all to be all over you. But for me, you know, I'm not like that. Honestly, there are people everywhere. They've got to kind of knock on my door, which is like ringing my ears. And I'm like, oh, okay, you're there. That's great. Um, but it's not overwhelming. However, however, um, you know, the word activating, activations, it's like he seems to be an activator, Rebecca, because I was there doing this reading and it was all fabulous um, and talking about premonitions and seeing ahead and la, la, la. And I was giving him a few tips. Anyway, after the reading with him, I'm hearing voices everywhere now. Like, and I don't normally, you know, normally it's like the thought lands in your head. Yeah. I was taking the dog out because um, she's going out multiple times a night and she's got a bucket on her head so she can't get out the doggy door. So I'm taking her out and I'm standing out in the backyard and all of a sudden it sounded like my husband was talking to me, like right on my ear. And I'm going, it's weird. This is like two in the morning. Yep. And um, then when I went back upstairs into the bedroom and I could still hear him talking to me and he's asleep. And I'm like, what is going on? And I don't really remember what he said or anything, but it was just like it was his voice and he was talking to me as clear as anything. It was a disembodied voice. And I'm like, that's really weird because I don't normally yeah, hear like that. Um, so that threw me a little bit, but, um, even after I read for that guy, Bailey, even after I read for him, I had another person. And during that reading, the grandmother that was there gave me an entire sentence from beginning to end, like the whole sentence. I wrote the whole thing down. And she said, that's what she said to me before she died. The whole sentence. And normally, like, I don't, you're the same as me, I think, where I just get snippets. I'll get a word or a sounds like, or a bit or a piece or whatever, a picture. 
it was literally the whole sentence. And I was like writing the whole thing down and names, like a lot of names being shouted at me. And I'm like writing the names down and they're like, yeah. Um, and I don't get a lot of names normally. So it's funny, isn't it? Um, maybe the home doesn't know that, but a lot of um, mediums and, uh, and I guess myself included and Beck included, sometimes we activate, you know, gifts and people. And, um, you know, I feel like that's certainly what happens. So I was meant to meet him and he was meant to meet me. And he sent me a friend request on Facebook. Here we are. Yeah. So I feel like I won him over. He was like, oh, yeah, she's all right. I'll send her a request now. Um, she, did, she did okay. She did okay. <laughs> so that was really funny. I got a friend request and I'm like, I made it. I made it. Um, so that was great because, you know, it can be nerve-wracking when someone sits down and says that to you. Oh, good luck. No one's, no one's able to connect to me. I was like, oh, here we go. I love the challenge, Rebecca. I like him a Taurus, hey? <laughs> it is. Yes. <laughs> You're a challenge and you just, horns are in. Give me the charging, challenge. Charging, I love the challenge. Charging, yeah. Charging into it. So um, I find, okay, well, I play with uh, cards with my youngest and often we'll sit there flipping them over after we voice what we think the card is. So we start with, you know, is it black or is it red card? And then we go into suits. Um, so just a normal card deck. And I've got to say, my little one, she's pretty good at this when she relaxes into it. And that's the trick is for them to relax into it. So you can see the magic in her when she builds up her confidence and sometimes will smash out a fair run of being correct. And I'll be sitting there going, oh, my gosh, she's so much better at this than me. <laughs> Pick up my game. Yeah. So it throws you off a little bit. But then I've noticed for the next few days, she's pretty tuned in and will say things to me like, you know, how was such and such today? Um, and I look at her like, when were I you, with me? you were at, you you were at school? I took you to school. I did this. I did the. And I'm just like, how how did you know I ran into them? And this would be someone I haven't seen for months. Wow. You no, know? and she'll just she'll just know. It's, it's um, crazy, isn't it? It's it's, it's it's really um really pretty cool. I used to do the same thing to my mum though. I'm the eldest of seven, so I don't know if it just became something I was aware of or what have you. But I would I would say to mum like I think the first time I said to her I said you're pregnant and she's like no I'm not. And it was a little bit later, a week later or so, she come back to me and she go, um, so I'm pregnant. How did you know that? <laughs> and then I think. Because I'm psychic, mother. Times, that's right. The next couple of times I came up to, she came up, we were just talking, just having this conversation. And I just looked at her and I went, you're pregnant again. Oh, no. And then she went, okay, I'm going to go, um, I'm going to go do a test. So she went and did a test and sort of came back and went, yes, I'm pregnant. Wow. And then the third time I said it to her, it happened on three occasions. And the third time I said it to her, I was like, mum, you're pregnant. She got on the phone, like on the phone, on the wall, the old phones on the wall. Yep. Dial phone. She rang, she rang my dad and, um, and she said, look, Becky's just told me I'm pregnant. She's, can you just bring a test home with you in case? just so we can know for sure but just to confirm it and she was <laughs> which was really yeah she was yeah wow so you're the pregnancy the lady yeah I did the same thing well not necessarily but I did do the same it depends on how I'm very close with mum and very close yeah. with my other friend who I was talking to her on the phone one day and I'm like are you pregnant she's like oh god no don't be silly and off she went and then she rang me back up a week later she goes oh. actually she goes I can't believe you did that to me. I'm like, I didn't do it to you. Oh, I just told you. What? <laughs> I'm pretty sure you didn't do it to her. I'm pretty sure that didn't happen. Her. Yeah. It's funny. I can definitely so, clarify clarify yeah. that Rebecca did not do that. But yeah, it's but, um yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? Like people don't really close with. Yeah. 
yeah, I totally agree with that. I love um, one of my girlfriends who was meant to do Reiki with me um, and couldn't come because she was pregnant. She wasn't uh, feeling the best. It was when we had all the rain initially, like all the um, huge amounts of rain that we had. And so she um, she sort of pulled out of the Reiki thing. Um, but, yeah, she was we were sort of talking about whether she'd be due early. And I was like, uh, I'm kind of feeling like you're not going to be early. Like I felt like she was going to be on time-ish, you know, um, but I definitely didn't feel early. And, um, yeah, she ended up. I messaged her. It's so funny, isn't it? Like when you're really connected to certain people, I just messaged her out of the blue and I was just like, oh, you just popped in my head. What's going on? And I couldn't remember due dates or anything. And she goes, oh my God, Michelle. She said, I'm actually two days overdue, two days overdue. Cause I was like, I don't think you're the early chick. And um, I was actually feeling overdue, but I didn't want to tell you. never want to tell a pregnant lady that, but yeah, she's still waiting for this little boy to be born. So I don't even think he's still been born yet. Uh, but it's funny. I just felt, you know, popped into my head and I messaged her and she's like, yep, I'm still pregnant. So I was like, oh my God, two days. So it's weird, isn't it? And that's why I think, you know, I always say to people, just do that intuitive thing, whatever that feeling is, whatever that pull is or push is, um, do that intuitive thing, because that's how you meet that person, you know, the one, or, you know, you have a great experience, um, meet some fabulous person you end up collaborating with um, in business or, you know, whatever it is, trust and intuition, because um, that's the point, you know, that's the point of, going a different way home, avoiding the accident, you know, going to a cafe, meeting the one, whatever, trust and intuition. It's really, really important. And all I wanted to sort of say here um, before we sort of finish up for the evening is um, I have been seeing my little bird and I might've talked to you about this previously. I had seen my little bird a couple of times in dreams, um, little old mate, which I posted about on my Facebook page, uh, the little peach face passing. I've actually seen him, you know, passing and going off and hanging out with his little mate, Scruffy, who was his partner from before. And he's looking, you know, he'd be, I'd say he'd be 12, you know, um, or something like that. We've had him for, you know, since pretty much we met and, um, you know, he's moved from house to house with us. So yeah, he'd be, you know, 12 or 13 or something. He wasn't a baby when we got him. And, um, you know, he started to have some seizures. So I've been using Reiki. So when I find him on the bottom of the cage, because I can hear him, you know, calling out and his little friends getting very upset. So I've just been um, picking him up. I've only seen him a couple of times have um, a seizure, but I pick him, pick him up and put him in my hand um, until he sort of comes to and recovers. And he's actually really calm around me now. It's interesting as he's, um, you know, all birds will fly away from you. But now I can sort of put my arm in the cage and he'll sort of sit there. Like I don't, you know, he doesn't fly away, doesn't fly to his house. He kind of sits there and he's very calm. And um, so it's actually really nice. So when he had that last seizure, I picked him up and, put him on my hand and just sort of comforted him and talked to him. And I was sending a lot of energy, you know, into him. And yeah, he's been really great. He was chirping away and eating his food today. So, you know, I guess I'll just keep monitoring him because um, I don't want him to suffer, you know, obviously, but um, you know, it's um, yeah, pretty, pretty, I don't know. People kind of go, oh, you know, you don't really want to see animals die or whatever before it happens, but sometimes it's to give you a heads up, you know, sometimes it's like you can prepare yourself. And I keep hearing in my, in my, I guess my guide, saying to me make the most of every moment Michelle just make the most of every moment you know because if you don't have a heads up you're just kind of you know half the time ignoring them and then you find them dead and you're like oh shivers <laughs> you know like I you know what I mean um so I feel shock. like it's an opportunity to yeah. yeah like to actually go out there and every day I go out and I sing to him and we have a little song together and I you know dance and entertain him whatever feed him make sure he's got lots of food <laughs> and you know I just feel like I'm trying to make the most of it because he did actually lose a fair bit of weight he was quite skinny and um, he was quite shrunken. And so I actually got like all this real like nutrients pellets and, you know, high sort of vit vitamin, mineral nutrients kind of food. And, um, and he's, he's back to like being nice and, you know, sort of plump and stuff. So he's actually put on weight again. 
um, you know, because I was just getting them sort of regular sort of seed and, and water and whatever. But, um, yeah, I'm sort of putting like lots of raisins in their food and, you know, different things and fruit. And, um, yeah, it's just doing really well. So, yeah, so that's great. And, I mean, you know, even with me, as I said before, with my job, um, I saw myself working as a journo and dying, you know, in my 60s. Like I actually had a premonition about it. So getting out of journalism, even though I was made redundant, getting out of that, uh, my heart's doing better, my blood pressure's doing better, my adrenals are doing better. You know, stress is not a good thing on the body. So, you know, I feel like that's a premonition. I feel like that was a reason, you know, to get me healthier, you know, making sure that I'm looking after myself better. So, you know, it's really positive. And I think if you've got kids, you know, if you're a listener at home and you're listening to this, if you have children that are sort of, you know, seeing things that are a bit scary, um, if they can't explain them, if it is a past life or it is a premonition, uh, or they're having deja vu, um, great, you know, listen to them, take it seriously. And, you know, hopefully that's something that can save someone, help someone, help you make the most of a moment, prepare for, you know, someone to pass or whatever it is. Um, so it's actually not a, not a bad thing seeing ahead. Um, you know, Nostradamus made a living out of it. So, you know, <laughs> and being a physician, but, um, you know, uh, I think in this day and age, it's uh, certainly something that we've all noticed, you and I, and uh, the people in our mentorship group, a lot of us are on that same wavelength. And I really feel like that's kicked in a lot, you know, during COVID for whatever reason, we all seem to be reading each other's minds a lot more and, um, you know, knowing when we need, um, you know, a, an ear or we're going through something. So I think it's a real positive, Beck. Was there anything you wanted to say in um, uh, finishing and closing? No, no, I'm good. All right. Good. So I think. Sorry, go step- ahead. Oh, I was just going to say next episode, I think we might be talking to um, an astrologer friend of ours so we're just sort of figuring out times and dates and and that sort of thing but hopefully next episode we'll be talking to our friend Sophia so she is an astrologer and working as that she's also got another sort of little business that she does but um, she's getting more into the astrology so we wanted to have a chat to her because we figure you know planets uh, mercury in retrograde you know all of these sorts of things that are happening the lunar cycles you know they all affect us very much Um, and especially women I find women um, are very much affected by especially lunar cycles and uh, so I thought we'll have a chat to Sophia and it's going to have to be something where it's a bit more general. We can't speak about specific dates because obviously this is a podcast and people listen at different yeah. times. Yeah. So we'll have to speak a bit more generally. I thought we could actually talk about maybe our charts, you know, what sort of shows up in our charts, what's useful about charts, why we'd get our chart done, you know, things like that. Um, Cause you can speak generally around that. Um, yeah. And what the planets in retrograde mean and things like mm. that. All yeah. Because I keep repeating those things repeat. Yeah. They do. They do. Yeah. Mercury in retrograde, what Mercury. a pain in the bum. <laughs> I was just about to say. <laughs> what a pain in the bum that is. Our poor Which... pastor at church. Oh my gosh. Um, he's had all these disasters. His Mac blew up. He couldn't do his PowerPoint presentation. He had COVID and then he was trying to do his PowerPoint thing. His Mac blew up. The computer repairman charged him 250 bucks, did nothing. It wasn't fixed. Like it's just ridiculous and then they were trying to upload the um sermon from today because they send it out via um a link so people can watch it if they haven't been able to go to church that day and um the poor associate pastors messaged us and gone i don't know what happened to our internet but we can't upload anything it's taking all day like everything technology is really not good during mercury in retrograde it's insane and i think you were saying in an earlier conversation too that like last week with the ebb and flow of of appointments and stuff Mm. that Mm. that everything was urgent everything was yeah urgent. i need it now i need it now give it to me now yeah rather than mercury planning ahead retrograde, it's sort yeah. of pulling back and everybody's going oh my gosh what's going on what's that's going it on? 
Yeah. And it makes you kind of cling a little bit more, you know, to mm. things as well. You get a bit Definitely. more, um, yeah, like the root chakra gets out of alignment. Mm. And we get into that fear. Um, well, Beck, that's a great episode. Well done. Thank you so much. Um, lots Thank of you. lots of little pieces of gold in there. And as always, um, give us feedback. We are on all the socials. Um, so Facebook, Living Enlightened, and you can email us at livingenlightened33 at gmail.com. Uh, give us some feedback. Let us know what you want to talk about. And, um, yeah, we'd love to hear from our, our listeners. So thanks, Beck. Thank you. Have a good afternoon. You too.